Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Volume. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps. I hope... That this is your favorite daily college football podcast where you can come in, eat a few takes, share a few laughs, and just have a generally enjoyable time. I know I have a ton of fun doing this show every day. I'm one of your hosts, T. Bob Abear, and I'm joined as always by the man who I finally got to hang out with again last week and see in person for the first time in a long time again last week in QB1, the SRC record holder, Mr. Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? It was it was great seeing you over the weekend. It was great seeing that the LSU Tigers, the defending SEC West champs, the future mm-hmm. SEC West champs, uh, really really bullish on them. Seeing them this weekend, love seeing them. Love seeing you and Hester and the boys. And yeah, just so weird, man. Just that was really our only second time of all the hundred and like fifty shows we've done together. I know. Only seeing each other like twice in person, which is yeah. um, oh so sad because always a good time. Chowing down at uh, your daughter's birthday on Friday. Lots of cheese dip, too much cheese dip, but a delicious spot and some great marks. So, wow, good wow. seeing you, brother. Already saying too much cheese dip because, um, I mean, look, that, that is why I had such a bad tits day on Saturday. Uh, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, it was our only second time really getting to hang out. And already you were trying to have sex with my mom, which is a bit of a bold mm-hmm. choice as you were doing it right in front of me. Yeah. Uh, we were sitting together and yet I think Aaron ended up talking to my own mother more than we ended up talking. Uh, she loved you too the whole week and she, she just kept talking me. about what a nice, what a nice young man you are. What um, a good Jewish boy he is, T-Bob. Yes, what a good yes, Jewish yes. boy. Yeah. And she's not Jewish, but 
She yeah, is married to a Jewish is. man, so she, you know, she yeah. has a type, I suppose. Uh, is there such a thing as too much queso from ass to the chat? You can call me daddy, T-Bob, whatever you want. Um, look, you don't want me, you don't want me as your child because I'm going to demand <laughs> a lot out of you. Okay, I see that house, I see the lake house you are retreating to. Uh, you know, you're gonna have to break some off for your young boy here if you end up becoming my father. Okay, I'm going to make sure that you earn it. Um, is there such a thing as too much queso? Uh, at this birthday party, yes, there was too much thing as queso. I mean, there's yes, there, there there is a thing as too much food in any case, right? Because you will eat till you feel awful. But in like the on the ranking of foods that I want to eat till I feel awful, like queso is up there. Like you can yeah, because because yeah. like there 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 are mm -hmm. only a few foods in which you can actually accidentally stumble into. Like oh my god, what did I just do? And queso has to be in the top three among that list. Because before you know it, you know, you're a little hungry. You show up to the restaurant, you're drinking margaritas. It's melted cheese and tortillas. It's funny. It's like, um, I remember there was a TikTok. Uh, it's going to be awful as I try to explain this verbally. Uh, but there's a TikTok from a few months ago where the guy's like, hey, do you want me to bring you out like 20 tortillas with this um, uh, with this queso? And he's like, what the fuck? You, are you crazy? You think I want 20 tortillas? He's like, okay, well, what if I chop them up into triangles, deep fry them, then you and it's like, yeah, of course. Yes, bring them out. Bring out the chips, which all they are are, are fried tortillas, right? And, and we had a lot of them and some delicious margaritas, whatever. The point is, it was a wonderful time getting to hang with my man, Aaron. And we got a lot to get to today. Spring has sprung in the college football world. And we're going to bring it all down for you on snaps today. Uh, before we do that, like and subscribe to the Volume Sports YouTube channel. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, if you rate and review the show, that really helps. If you just review it with stars, that helps. If you want to go as far or you just rate it. If you go as far as reviewing it, that really helps. Uh, Apple, Spotify, whatever. We love you. Thank you all so much. We love getting to do this show. Um, Zach Lynn says, Danny and Aaron on T-Bob's Mom. New content for Cornhub. Cornhub. You know that incest stuff does seem to be all the rage. Um, I don't know that my mom is a Matt Rule fan yet, though, so I don't know if we're going to be able to work her in yet. We have T. Cobb and Husker. Aaron's not officially a part of Cornhub yet. We also have to remember that. Um, we have not granted him entrance until he shows the proper respect. Um, all right. Uh, welcome in, everybody. We love having you here, and thank you to Papa Colin and you know, the volume for having us here. Aaron, a lot of places we could go, okay, because we learned a lot over yep. the weekend. LSU's awesome. Alabama sucks. Uh, Colorado remains great. So why don't we do this? Let's start with the Alabama Crimson Tide. As uh, they had their spring game over the weekend. And, Brum, do we have this Nick Saban video ready to go? I know we went over it right before the show, but I, but I, I, I kind of forgot. We do not have the Nick Saban video. Shit. Mm. Good start to the show, T-Bob. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. Everybody, everybody just pump the brakes. Okay, pump the brakes. Here is what we're going to do. Um, Brum, if you look at Bama sucks, LSU does not in the side piece. I'll, I'll a, get that video for you. Get that video. For now, can you put up the spring game attendances picture that we have? I know. I'm sorry I'm asking a lot of you here. Um, Dark Cheney says Nebraska spring game equals ooh. No way, bro. Nebraska spring game was awesome. Okay, here we go. Here are the top 10 attendances for spring mm. games in all of college football. And Aaron, I, I got a few thoughts here. I'd love to hear yours. Um, first off, how about this? Three Big Ten teams 
and the top 10. Yeah. Like, uh, what the fuck? The big ass stadiums. <laughs> uh, what, whatever. I mean, everybody more, has big ass more stadiums. Opportunities though. To fill it up. Uh, no, dude, no. My biggest question is what the fuck is wrong with Ohio State people? Do they just love football more than anybody else? Like, what Ohio State is the hallmark of stability. It's Ryan Day. You know the quarterback's going to throw 50 touchdowns. Why are you still going to the spring game? You live in a massive state with a ton Ohio. I, I think that's kind of disrespectful to Ohio. They have an what is there to do in Ohio? What is there to do in Ohio this time of year? It's still a little bit nippy. I, I, there's no, like, bodies of water anywhere around, I don't believe. Like, wh what exactly are you going to do <laughs> – on a Saturday in April, besides go watch football, so I I really don't blame them for wanting to go watch it. Like, what else? Sit at home, go to the mall, watch a movie. So, look, I, I am not, game. I am not. Um, you know me. Geography is my weakest subject on planet Earth. I don't know if there's no body of waters. I feel like there's maybe a great lake or something. You also somewhere in no Ohio. points for making a nippy joke, Aaron. All right, uh, we're gonna get to the tit talk later. I know, I know, yeah. I also it, yeah. We also have the same video whenever you're ready for it. Okay, cool. It looked a little nippy in Baton Rouge, didn't it? Uh, I, I, it just shocks me that 75,000, because you can say what's there to do in Ohio, but I got news for you. What's there to do in Baton Rouge? It's not like we're just like a, a cornucopia of fun to be had, and yet people are just, Go, go golfing, go to New Orleans, go gambling, go to... Yeah, there's plenty to do in, 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 in Louisiana. Like if you I live in Baton Rouge and you want to go to New Orleans for it's an hour drive, you can go have a blast for the night. Like there's there, there it's not like if I'm in Ohio, like there's some major city where I'm gonna go turn up and have a good time. No, I, I again, isn't Ohio very populous? I don't understand how why you just think Ohio's a desolate wasteland of nothing to do, especially when compared to there's these other people. I just don't like like what is there to do in the state of Ohio? Like what is what I, is their main attraction? I don't know, but I feel like if I was an Ohioan, I would be very upset right now because, again, I don't think people are skipping like the LSU spring ass. game. They just love to football. Go to, I don't think people are going to the LSU or skipping the LSU spring game to go to New Orleans. I just think spring football sucks. Like spring football's just not that tight, really. And so I don't know. Whatever. Okay, we're getting lost in the sauce here. Shout out Ohio State, though. Y'all are obsessed. Penn State put 68,000 in there. Nebraska put 66, which that made a lot of sense. I mean, you know, they, they got the new, new Herbie. Coach, yeah. yeah, new coach. Uh, yeah. Honoring Frank Solich. They had one of their former great coaches there. Um, they had this T-shirt cannon that looked like one of those military trucks where they have like the, yeah. the two boxes, like, doo, 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 and it fires off like a thousand missiles. So Nebraska, I, I understand that. And then finally, number four, we get to Alabama with 58,000 people. And, uh, well, I don't know how things are going right now in Alabama mm. because uh, you were entering a season in which Nick Saban is replacing a Heisman quarterback, both coordinators, and Aaron, to your point about FPI, they rank 125th in returning production in terms of offense and defense. So Alabama not only replacing coaches, a Heisman quarterback, but just replacing everything, quite frankly, all yeah. over the place. Uh, yep. Here's what Nick Saban had to say, or actually played the entire clip. This is an answer and a question that's very interesting from Nick Saban following the spring game on Saturday. Uh, a fair number of teams are trying to plug in quarterbacks and transfer in the spring and fall. How much advantage is there? What are the benefits to having guys who have been in the program for a while, even if they haven't played a, a ton? Well, I think the people that have been in the program, obviously, um, 
you know, have an advantage to some degree because they know the system. Uh, they've had a lot of reps in the system. But I also think, you know, everybody needs to ask themselves, whatever position you play, uh, are you playing winning football at that position and can you play winning football at that position? And I think that's a better answer to the question, uh, who could do that the best? And those are evaluations that we have to make at coaches at every position. And, you know, we've tried to build this program here with the guys that we recruit and the people in the program. But we have had a few guys that have come in and made, you know, real impacts on the team. And if we see an opportunity to do that, we're always looking for uh, a way to make our team better. Hmm. So a few interesting things to point out there, Aaron. If you're anything like me, I got a kick out of the reporter essentially asking Nick Saban, why didn't you get a transfer quarterback, dumbass? But he did it in the nicest way possible, right? He's like, you know, you see all over the country, all these other teams, are they're working in these new guys. Like, what are the advantages to having, you know, guys that have been there? And that's right after they didn't look that good. So the reporter knows exactly what he's doing. And Nick Saban basically said, uh, even though he could tell us he was talking about other positions, Aaron, it sounds like Nick Saban basically said their quarterbacks suck right now. Yeah, he was not had. Listen, I, I I was obviously in Baton Rouge, and I I missed the the live uh, edition of watching the Alabama spring game. But I'm like on social media on the on the plane ride. All I keep seeing is Alabama sucks. Alabama sucks. The quarterback suck. The quarterback suck. I'm like, golly, like how bad was this entire thing? So I'm I'm watching it Sunday morning, and it wasn't great. I'm not trying to like defend the kids, but it wasn't as bad as what people made it out to be. Like, okay, there was there was plenty of plays that Jalen made and Ty Simpson made. We're like, okay, I can see it. I can see the potential. This is the spring. You know, we still got four or five months to get these guys get going in Tommy Reese's offense. And let's not forget, it's a brand new offense too. So not only are they trying to earn a starting position in a competition, they're also trying to learn a brand new system. And 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 I'll start with that first. Like this wasn't when it comes to play types, when it comes to personnel groups, this is exactly what I thought it would be. Everyone was so worried that Tommy Reese was going to come in here and, and and put this team back 20, you know, 10, 15 years to so like 21 personnel. It looked very similar. A lot of 11 personnel. I think I said this last week on the show. When you got the receivers that they have, they were young last year, but talented. They're going to want to get those guys on the field as much as possible. So the makeup of the offense wasn't different completely, but there's still a lot that has to be learned when you bring in a new offense coordinator. So I thought in general, if I had to like grade the quarterbacks, I give them like a C. I give them a C. It wasn't like, I'm telling you, if I'm looking at Twitter on, on Saturday, it made it look like it was you know, a failing grade for everyone. There was, a, there was some it, good. Mm. There was some bad. Is it good enough to win the SEC West? Hell no. And I think that's, that's where they get, that's where the measurement is. If you're Alabama and if you're not winning the SEC West, it's not good enough, plain and simple. Yeah. That is Nick Saban, and that's the brand, and that, that, that is what he's built. So right now, it is not good enough to win the West. I don't think it's even close enough to win the West. So maybe there is a possibility, but I don't know who you can get right now. There's no one in the portal that I feel like could be better than those two guys. You're stuck. The second go-round is not great when it comes to the portal. It's a couple guys here and there and maybe some positions you want to fill, but overall, especially the quarterback spot, you had to get those guys the first go-round. So, okay, so you don't think they're going to be able to get a quarterback. Do you think Nick Saban no. does any shadow lording here, right? Because you're right. If you really, really want to transfer quarterback, which it sounded like an answer where he was completely open to it. But like you said, there's nobody in there right now. You have to tamper, right? You would have to send some feelers out there and say, hey, this is what's offered in Alabama if you want to. 
Uh, exactly. And so would you pay – this is a great question that we, you said in the group chat, Aaron. Um, if you were Nick Saban, would you up the ante for Drake May? There were all the rumors that maybe he was offered like $5 million or whatever. Again, rumors. Don't know that you – would you pay Drake May $10 million – to be your quarterback at Alabama next year, I would a hundred percent. If I'm if I'm the donors there at Alabama, because obviously Nick can't like call, get, dial the phone and call Drake May or call his coach or call his mom or dad or high school coach and say, "Hey, I'll pay him ten million dollars." But you know he can go meet with the head of their collective maybe and kind of you know hint a little bit that yeah you know we really need this guy and and we just showed the graphic you know fourth most fans that showed up to that spring game. People in Alabama love if you started a GoFundMe right now in Alabama and said, we need X amount of dollars to be able to entice Drake May to leave North Carolina, come to Alabama. I think they get pretty damn close to that number. I really do. Like <laughs> there is, they, they look at LSU who beat them last year with Brian Kelly. They look at what Nick or Kirby Smart's doing at Georgia. Um, they see the changing landscape and they also know that Nick Saban's kind of on the end of his run. Like is, you know, the question is, can Nick Saban win a national championship during his tenure at Alabama? As of right now, it doesn't look like it's going to be this year. Look, This year looks more like a rebuilding year. But if you do add a Drake May into the equation with what they do have skill-wise on both sides, then all of a sudden, then yeah, you are number one, number two team in the country all of a sudden. So I don't know. I, I don't think Drake, Drake Drake's not leaving. Drake's staying. Drake knows that he's going to get broke off next year afterwards. He's probably making some good money right now at UNC anyways. Um, but... Uh, uh, Ty's the guy. Like I mean, if I had to choose right now, though, just go. go no, ahead. I was going to say. I mean, no, no, no. Just real quick, it is interesting though that in theory, if if, if like you would be ten million dollars away from immediately being a championship contender. No, no, you could say you already yeah. are because like FPI had you second everything. But yes, yeah, so to your point, with the weapons they have, if, if Drake May gets his team, they're easily the favorite in the West and likely immediately jump Ohio State. I was about to say yeah. jump Ohio State and become the odds-on favorite to win. Um, Everything, everything. But, but, so you think but, it's going to be Ty but, Simpson? But you think to me the the and I the guess timing of it's not really. It's not going to happen. Nick Saban doesn't happen. want to but do I'm it saying, either. Do you think? Do you even think an elite quarterback in 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 a four month window can catch up that fast? Like, is that's that's the dilemma you? you yeah. Other positions, no. you. That's why I'm talking with the quarterback position. Other positions, you can go get someone to put on now and plug them in, and they sure. can possibly work their way to be a starter. Drake obviously would be the starter if he came to Alabama, but how much of the offense can he really digest? How much of the playbook, how much of the timing with his receivers could he really take advantage of? And I guess then it depends on, you know, what, what does their schedule look like next year? You know, so we go to that middle Tennessee week one, Texas week two. So to tell me he can learn the playbook and catch up to speed and get used to all of his receivers in about three or four months before that game versus Texas, it's a little bit scary. That's why I'm like, if you yeah. want a quarterback, best case scenario, you get him in December. He has the entire spring to to get used to everything. He's got summer and he's got fall camp. By then, seven, eight months, that guy's ready to go. No, no you're, you're, you're right. You're right. So, okay, so quarterback's out then in terms of the portal. So it's going to be Milrose yeah. Simpson. You think it's going to be Simpson? Um what about this quote? Uh, Heather Dinich had a piece from a couple of days ago where she talked to Nick Saban. Hey, she asked her. I'll say oh, this to you before, before we move. I'm not saying they're not going to get someone. I'm just saying that that person will not be the starting quarterback. Like Saban may say, like, I want some more competition. 
you know, I want to bring someone in just in case, but I don't think that person, unless it is the caliber of a Drake May, is going to be able to push it enough in the next three months to be able to earn the starting position. Uh, that makes sense. That, that, that's fair. Um, I want your reaction to this quote from Nick Saban. He, Heather Dinich asked him about Kirby Smart and UGA. And he said, quote, we have a tremendous amount of respect for them and what they do. And they have a really good program. But at the same time, I think we have a really good program. I don't think based on a year or two, if you look at the 15-year consistency of performance that we've had here, not only in terms of the games won, but the graduation rate, personal development programs, career development for a lot of players, how well our players have done in the NFL. Our goal here is you're going to create and have a better chance to be more successful in life because you came here. So basically, Nick Saban said, okay, uh, Georgia, it's cute, but they've done it for two. I've done it for 15. It's hard to sustain, okay? They're a flash in the mm -hmm. pan. And I'm better at getting these kids ready for life than Kirby is. Uh, do you agree, Aaron? Damn. Um, I, I think there's a larger, obviously, group and sample size for Nick Saban when it comes to getting guys ready for the NFL. But I do think George right now is the full package. Call me biased as much as you want. But you know, when you especially living in the state of Georgia with the uh, Atlanta market only an hour away, you know, that's a pretty great way to transition out of football into a, a darn good career because of the proximity to a major city. So I, I, I don't think that, that there is, you know, maybe it was a shot at the cultural thing because there has been some issues with maybe some off the field stuff that Kirby's had to deal with this off season, but Alabama's had off the field issues in it's, in it's, in it's history too with Nick Saban. No one's perfect. These are 18 to 22 year old young men that are going to fuck up at some point in their career. Doesn't mean the culture is bad. Doesn't mean that Nick or Kirby smart is not going to get these guys ready to go, whether it's to play the NFL or not. So I think that is, Completely irrelevant. And when it comes to getting ready for the NFL, I think he's right there with Nick Saban, if not better compared, you know, based on what we've seen from the past two seasons. So uh, well, I, I completely disagree with that statement. It certainly sounds like Nick agrees with me that there's no way that George is winning a third in a row. Okay, because he knows how hard it is. I mean, that, that's what I took him at. Also, yeah. uh, you know what neither Georgia or Alabama have? Brum. Give me Joe Burrow and Angel Reese pointing to the ring fingers. Like, think about it, Bulldogs. You got Stetson Bennett, okay? This is what they got down in the boot right now. It's probably the coolest picture uh, to come out of this entire spring thus far. In fact, I think you would be hard-pressed to find any college in the entire country that could find a better picture than this Swaggy. right here, dude. That is, uh, allow me to sound like the 34-year-old man that I am, that is swag personified right there. The amount of confidence in that picture, it's its intimidating and beautiful, and it makes me excited and lusty all at once. Uh, man, that's one of the coolest pictures I've ever seen. And I don't even know what the fuck's going on with Joe's outfit. Like the 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 weird, almost Matrix-esque square rim glass. I don't know what the shirt is. It doesn't matter. Speaking of being old, uh, Amelie. By the way, you know, Amelie, Amelie. I came out 15 years ago yesterday. Not to... Uh, stress anybody wow. out but uh look at that dude okay so Javon, that, yeah, i'll put it in the quotes uh has uh has joe burrow been red pilled and then you know really open up our comments to a can of worms i mean he looks dude he looks kind of matrixy there if he was in like i guess just in the head right if you put him in a leather trench coat he would not look out of place as a matrix extra he always uh, wear those he's always worn those glasses though that's that that's his thing, oh he's worn a right? lot of different glasses no no he wears a lot of different. I, know, I feel right? like he's those are like the normal ones 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I don't, I, to be fair, I don't know. I, look, I don't know that I'm super cut up on style in general, nor Joe Burrow style. I do know that that took place in Death Valley this week. And I also knew that you were in Death Valley this week. And I saw you in your beautiful khakis and oversized SEC Network polo shirt. And you were running around the field, Aaron. You had the field view to call the game. You're standing right next to Brian Kelly behind the quarterback. Like, you could not have been better positioned to evaluate this LSU football team. Where did you um, where, where did you land on, on the other end of all of this? First off, I wish we could call every damn game from the field. That was pretty badass. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Like cool. you, could, you literally see, and you see everything from the booth, but like you get to really get a feel of, obviously, you know this, you're, you're, you're right there. Um, it was a lot of fun. I was just trying not to get run over. So I was kind of hiding behind Brian Kelly the entire time, but uh, great access, great time in Baton Rouge as always. Uh, appreciate the hospitality, but uh, I'm bullish, man. I, you know what I feel like. I've, I've loved LSU uh, since this offseason. When you see what they return on both sides of the football, they were better than anticipated. And we talked to the coaching staff on Friday, and all they kept talking about was the buy-in, the buy-in, the culture's changing, the culture's changing. And and, and Brian Kelly said this. He's like, it's like painting a car or a, a room or whatever. It's not just about the first coat of paint. It's the second coat of paint. It's the third coat of paint. It's the fourth coat of paint. Like right now we're on our second coat of paint. So like the guys that returned from last year, which is a good amount, they've already heard everything. So now it's the second time that we're talking about the culture and how we do things the LSU way. And now those guys can teach the incoming freshmen. They can teach the transfer portal guys. I'm not having to teach the entire team what I really want them to do in the weight room, in practice, in the classroom, on campus. 80, 70% of the guys already know that and now are executing that. So he said, I feel really, really good about that. He said, we're still working on depth. But you know, when it comes to just the starters on both sides, yeah, man, they're loaded. You know this. They're, they're freaking loaded. And Jaden looked damn good. Jaden looked like that's, a guy. That's what we got to get to. Get to Jaden yes. Daniels. Because yes. remember, Brian Kelly told us on our show last yep. week that he thinks he could be the best quarterback in the entire country. Does that feel exaggerated now that you watched him up close? Um, I would say in the country exaggerated. If you want to just say SEC, no, I, I do. I do think that he is going to put himself up there with the, with the uh, in the category of, of a, you know first, second, or third team All SEC by the end of the season. You know, you got you got the talent at the receiving position, Malik and Lacey and those guys. You know, uh, the tight end didn't play, but he's a stud. Offensive line looked really good. Running backs is a little bit of an issue. You know, we got to see. You know, there's some depth issues there. A lot of guys are banged up right now. But man, do they look good on on defense? And that's without Mason at defensive tackle. But yeah. you know, we know Harold Perkins, the the Omar Spates kid at linebacker too, is a beast. You know, they love the corners. You know, the two guys that transferred in, they got to kind of get their crap together when it comes to the culture thing. But they they're uber talented. Yeah. I think it's the most talented team in the SEC West. You know, I've watched all the spring games. Obviously, being there live adds maybe a little bit something to it for me. But I guess I knew they were good they were better than I thought they would be during that scrimmage. And I was, I was, I walked away saying that's a damn good football team. So I, I, I think, I think if I was going to add one little edit to the most talented line, I think like you said, maybe the most talented starters, I think there's yes. two great hamstrings for LSU right now. Um, there is an overall lack of depth, right? Like a, yep. you're, they're really only a couple injuries away from getting significantly. Especially O line. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Get a couple guys. And, and, and yeah. granted, look, they're bringing in guys. I, I saw the yep. six, seven Maryland kid Lunsford um, at the game. He could play any any of the five positions. I, I know he played in the interior of Maryland, but he's like six, seven. So I figure if it an emergency, he could probably move to tackle. Um, you, you have your starting center Charles Turner from last year, who was out all spring. Uh, you're you're looking at adding um, old boy that entered the portal from A and M and. The guy from Wyoming. I don't know why I'm blanking up what their names are now. So like, there's maybe some options, but yeah. So starting talent, yes. The depth is still not to a roster of the big three like Ohio State, Georgia, or Alabama. Uh, the other thing I would say is that kicking's awful, right? I mean, that's that's also like yeah. if you if you are a championship team, which is weird because Ramos was pretty good last year, but if you are a championship team, um, ultimately you're going to have to win in the margins if you want to accomplish your goals. And the kicking left a lot to be desired mm-hmm. on Saturday. And it was something that Kelly specifically highlighted in the game. So we'll, we'll look out for it. But if you're a Tiger fan, look, I always hesitate to talk LSU on the show, okay? So they do it every day. Uh, I'm obviously biased. but and, and I don't want to, like, domineer the show with Tiger talk. Uh, but that's a bulldog telling you this, okay? Well, you let me, you let me talk good about George all the time. So it's fine if I'm a little bit biased towards the dogs, but you can't. Show a little love to your Tigers. I see nothing wrong no, with it. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't think it's anything wrong. I just don't want people to show up and be like, oh. like, But but George is also like, I mean, they won the, the last two national country. championships, right? <laughs> like, we can't, like, we can't escape going. It's kind of hard. Georgia. I don't want people to tune into this show and think we're just doing an LSU-Georgia show because that's not really what I want this show to be at all. I don't no. think that's what this show is. But I do think objectively – we're just in a weird spot right now where these are arguably the two best teams in the SEC. And Alabama's right there with them. So that's why we talked about all of them. Now, yeah. um, if we want to go uh, and, and Clint's talking about the field storming rule that was passed today, we'll get to we'll get to that probably tomorrow. Um, but if we want to go into some more of the national college football landscape, uh Allow us to leave the spring games for a second. We'll come back because I still want to talk about Colorado's. I still want to talk about Nebraska's. Um, I, I still want to talk about some of these other games. But uh, USC got a big-time transfer. And actually, I guess all mm-hmm. roads lead back to Athens at this point because yeah. you you can talk about him. But Bear Alexander, the, the, the true freshman who had three sacks last year, had a big national championship game, um, he has transferred out west and joined Lincoln Riley, Alex Grinch, and the Trojans. Uh, He said, quote, and this is before he committed there, but quote, not to brag on myself, but everyone wants the big bear. Everyone needs a big 300-pounder that can move with the twitch, the burst, and the explosion that I bring into the game. Everyone needed that as a part of their defense. Uh, He's not wrong. This is a douche quote, but Hollywood is the land of douches. So, like, it actually seems like probably a perfect marriage. Uh, Aaron, how excited should Trojan fans be for Bear Alexander? Well, they better open up their damn uh, checkbooks, which I'm, I'm sure they they uh, have, and part of the reason why he chose them, because I think a big issue of reason why he left Georgia, he wasn't getting enough NIL money from everything I'm no, hearing. No, so. no, 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 no. He said he wasn't getting enough snacks. No, no, And not the no, show. No. He said he wasn't getting no. – no, he said he said I'm more no. than just a third-down passer, a specialist. Yeah, he wanted more snaps, this dude. Is, what do you this mean? Is, this is inside <laughs> you know, inside information. He wasn't getting enough what? dollar bills in his damn pocket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who who would think that you know that that a kid would transfer because he's not getting paid enough money in today's world? He's probably he's probably getting like ten thousand dollars a month. That wasn't enough for him to to somehow survive in Athens, Georgia. So he decided to go to California 
to get a little bit more bucks in his pocket. But yeah, that's that's today's game, baby. If you ain't paying, they're leaving. And and Kirby is like, you know what? I got a, probably a million defensive tackles I feel good about. You know, yeah. so so be it. We'll save some money for for other guys. Um, but you know what? He landed in a good spot, and you know he landed in a spot where they need him. They do need him though. Like Georgia probably could use him. There's enough depth. But I think the one thing that's that that going back to LSU, the thing that worries us, like we said, is the fact that if if a couple guys in offensive line get hurt or defensive line, they're fucked. Georgia, yeah. not so much. Kirby's built this the team the way we joke about quarterbacks being the the, the center. This is still a line, line of scrimmage game. If you can go two, three deep at the offensive line and defensive line, you're going to win a lot of football games. I think Kirby said this the other day. Like, we can practice so hard and get so many reps because we're two and three deep at offense and defensive line. We can Which essentially have practices going. Like, I want to be clear about this. There's no one else though. that can when, do that. When you say, if you can go, if you can be two, three deep at the O line, D line, you're going to win a lot of games. Like, that is absolutely true, but it is also yeah. one of those truths where nobody's two to three deep. Like, like yeah. the year when Alabama won the Natty, like when they shut down Leonard Fournette that year, maybe like 13, 14, like that year, they were literal almost three deep. Every single player yeah. was an NFL D lineman. And it was the best yeah. front seven I've ever seen for that very reason. So Georgia now occupies a similar space where Yes, that is the recipe for success, but it's a recipe that no one can really recreate right now, maybe save for the Bulldogs. Yes. So losing him stinks because it's all about the depth, but like it, it, it's not the end of the world. Like no one in, in Athens is like poo-pooing, like, oh my God, you know, we're not going to win a national championship now. But I think for USC, they're saying, okay, now our chances of winning a national championship have increased because they need that. Yeah. They need they need meat. They need 300 pounders. Like they were skinny, lean, they need a bunch the big of bear. beautiful boys. Yeah, they need the big <laughs> bear. They're a bunch of boys that look good on the beach. Not necessarily they look good on the on the football field. So I think it's a huge get for USC. They should be ecstatic to get someone of that <laughs> excuse me there. Oh, uh, wow. that caliber of a player in that size. Um <laughs> Boys, man, it's all about them dollar ball. bills, T Bob. He wanted some more money. Uh, T, here's the deal, dude. Here's, he's gonna be paying T, more taxes right, out no. there in California, so he oh may not be god. getting all that money. Oh, he's thinking he's gonna oh be Oh my god, dude. Oh my god. Okay, what? see, this is the exact I, I just talked about how I don't want to make it a Georgia LSU show. I ask you about the type of player that Big Bear is, and you immediately go to lamenting the fact that he left Georgia for USC People for the money. The real facts. No, no, I'm talking about what type People of player facts. is he, dude? Is he a, is he a all Pac-12 level player? Is he an all American level defensive lineman? I don't know all American right away, but he's he's a potential being all. He he's going to be at USC. He's going to play. He has tons of talent. So yes, and, and that team's going to win a lot of football games, which puts you at a level of getting a lot of TV time, a lot of exposure, a lot of good articles, which are going to put you in a spot to be all Pac-12 guys. So yes, he's in a really, really good spot for his career. He's in a really, really good spot for USC, but it does come down and to, to make more money. He more money. And, and, more and money. he's in a great spot, and he's making more money, probably even post-taxes. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, however much money. Hey, no, no, there's no way he's leaving to make less money. So yes, he will get a larger. He will pay more in taxes, but he's going to make more money overall. Um, shit flips. T. Bob working for the volume now. Is he to guess about? No, we do this every day, dude. This is snaps. You're in the volume. Proud volume employee. Uh, so uh, check it out. Support the pod. Hey, um, last thing on USC. USC cheats. They don't cheat. They uh, play the game. It's part of the uh, game, baby. Yeah, bro. It's all legal. All legal. I mean, Georgia. Aaron, Aaron literally has like an NIL company. 
Like, where do you think the inside info comes from here? Like, Aaron's the one fucking striking the deals with the players. What are we talking about? If you're mad at anyone for bare leaving Athens, look at the guy that's across the screen from me. Like, blame blame this guy right here. It's his fault. Damn it. Did not get bare enough money to the company. My fault. Um, My fault, I, I will say this. My fault. Alex Grinch, there's no fucking excuse. Okay? There's no more excuses. Yeah. If you look at it now, you added Oklahoma State linebacker Mason Cobb, second team, mm. all Big 12. You added Anthony Ooh. Lucas, one of those five-star prospects from that record-setting A&M class. You added Jack Sullivan, a player that had five-and-a-half sacks for Purdue last year. You added Arizona defensive lineman Kean Bars. He was second team, all Pac-12 defensive lineman. You now added Bear Alexander, who's a true freshman on a national championship team, was a rush specialist with three sacks. Like The, 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 the front seven last year, as you said, Aaron, um, they were boys. Now they have become men. Okay. Got it. Yep. Fuck. I fucked up an excellent boys to men joke there. Whatever. The mm. point is Alex Grinch. If you can't get it done now, you have to be fired. Right. Because, uh, Lincoln Riley kept the faith in you and the excuse of that. You didn't have the ingredients is now out the window. Okay. They have stocked the kitchen and I'm not saying like he has to be great. Right. Because this is still by no means like the best front seven in the country or anything, but that defense at no. least has to be average, which is that too well, much. They to gotta add? be, they gotta be all they, they, all they have to be is I would say if they're, they're four points better, five points per game, better than they were last year, which, which they're going to have to be because there's no way in hell that they are going to match the production of the turnovers they got last year. And if they do, then then that's pretty damn amazing. But it's it's hard to kind of do that back-to-back seasons when you get that many interceptions. So they're going to have to just be overall a better defense in general, which I think they're going to be. I do think that you you, you add that kind of talent. If they you get four be. points better on defense, and if you match production that you have on offense, which I think they will, if not get even better, I'm 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 on the petite, I'm a petite Trojan boy into the season. I am full board, petite Trojan boys heading into this year, T-Bob, and you'd be an idiot not to jump on board too. Fuck the Trojans. It's all about them wow. Huskies. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't aggressive. bark for the UGA Bulldogs, okay? I bark for the Washington Huskies. Big Penix energy. You already know. Uh, Nick says, why does Aaron hate J.J. McCarthy so much? Aaron, why do you hate J.J. McCarthy so much? I don't hate J.J. I actually was loving on J.J. after the season. I said J.J. took significant strides last two games of the season if he does that heading to this year you know he could be a um, you know a pretty good quarterback okay quarterback not great pretty good um he has to get better just down the field throws if he can make the same progress that Jaden daniels made at lsu throwing the ball down the field then you're in good and shape. jordan travis jordan travis at fsu is probably and, another and good example the jump that jordan travis at. made from two years ago to last year yes if he makes that kind of jump then, then you're in for you know probably third straight Big Ten championship. I think even if he's the same guy he was last year, you're probably going to win the Big Ten again this year. But if so he gets better guys- and makes that big of a jump, then yes, he's he's you know they're they're Big Ten champs, and they'll have more of a legitimate chance in that first round to actually get to a natty. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates 
to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is kind of interesting. Michigan not even cracking the top 10 for attendance. Why the fuck are 75,000 people going to the Ohio State spring? Oh, maybe they didn't have it this weekend, huh? Or no, have they not had it yet? They, Michigan like, had it like three weeks ago, but they still take but, into account. Yeah, no, I know. So, oh, yes, yeah, they yeah. didn't even crack the yeah. top 10. Wow, that's kind of crazy. Um, uh, okay, so back to the attendance list. Yeah, Nebraska at 66. Shout out Matt Rule. Um, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're probably aware of the toxicity sometimes that could be the Star Wars fan base. And if you watch The Mandalorian, you're probably aware that Dave Filoni has done this incredible job with both the Clone Wars cartoon, Mandalorian Rebels, the other shows where he has mm-hmm. healed the sins of the past, right? He is bringing the fan base of Star Wars back together once again. They're bringing in elements from the prequels, from the sequels. They're trying to justify the sequels. They're bringing in animation. In that same way, Matt Rule, in a very shrewd move, attempting to heal the pain of Nebraska's mm-hmm. past. Remember Frank Solich, legendary yeah. assistant, became the head coach, was in the BCS National Championship in 2001, fired two years later fired in a year, Aaron, where they ended up with a 10-3 and record. The quote from Nadeep 
the quote from AD Steve Peterson said, I refuse to let the program gravitate into mediocrity. And what has it done? They've been mediocre as hell ever since, only getting worse and worse and worse to the point where now nobody thinks they can ever even be good again. Much less be yeah. like people have just written them off. One of the greatest programs ever. And what did uh what 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 did um oh excuse me, why am I like oh what did Solich do when he left? He became the max all-time winningest coach. Okay. So that is and, and he's never made an act for Nebraska since, a place where he spent decades. Well, what did Matt Rule do? He opens up the spring game by running fullback trap. He immediately runs the ball over to Frank Solich, honors him with it. Guys, I mean, the Herbie mascot reveal, the T-shirt cannon, 66K strong, healing the sins of the past. If you're not a rule believer, I don't know, man. I, it's it's like I don't know how much more obvious I can make it. Very sure move big here. Tissue game for T. Bob in multiple ways. Lots of joy and sadness watching it. That's right. Um, Cornhub. <laughs> Cornhub. No sadness. Cornhub. No sadness. That boy up. You look. You you you, That's you a good say idea you want for a merch for Cornhub. Cornhead branded tissues. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but Eric, you say you want, you know, once you pop the fun, don't stop. You, 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 uh, well, actually, no, the problem is once you pop the fun does stop. Right. I mean, that's, you immediately have shame, you yeah. have guilt. You're like, I, what am I doing? I need to, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta move on. Um, uh, Clint Moses says rule interviews get me way more juice than Luke Fickle does. Eric, you praise Michigan for going off meta and going tough in a time like today's football. I mean, what's tougher yeah. than fucking fullbacks? Okay. Anyway, but Nebraska how long did it take for Jim Harbaugh to get to where he is? You, it, it, it yeah. took a while. That's Michigan. It, it, this wasn't like an overnight success for Jim Harbaugh. Well, there but he did of, win out the gate. A lot of he down. did win out the gate. He did win out the gate, and he then he kind of went through it, and then he went through a valley and got back. So whatever, we'll see. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna. I know everybody gets pissed at me when I talk too much Nebraska. Um, no, I love it. I love the fact that you're just so so <laughs> corny for for for. for yeah. The corn huskers. You like that? You like that? You're corny for the uh, corn huskers. I am corny for the corn huskers, and I'll I'll say it loud and proud. Um, which I, I which fan base just... is gonna be more? Which fans base is gonna be more disappointed after this season? After a lot of excitement, a lot of juice, a lot of promise, and then all of a sudden you're gonna get disappointed. It's year one, so you kind of like you get make the excuse, but just just in general, which fan base is gonna get sourpussed first? Colorado or Nebraska? I don't know if Sarpus is the right word, but um, I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay, I want to talk Colorado, so it's a great question. <sighs> because you can't okay, tell me like I, both fan bases no, right no, now no, are no, like no. are like we feel freaking awesome right now heading into the season. Like they ultimately are cloud nine. Yes. Nebraska is the answer because of the weight of history. Again. Nebraska's a top 10 program of all time, right? For Colorado, they've had they've had flashes. Hell, they've won a natty, right? So, like, yeah. it's not unheard of, but for Colorado, this is still kind of like it's a little fad-like. It's, you know, it's like, ooh, it's the new hot thing. It's like when we got legalized, right? Ooh. Nebraska, they've been awful for 20 years and they still pack it out. Like people are still yeah. short. Like it's all they have. They just need it <laughs> desperately. And you want to talk about a place that's all they have? Lincoln, Nebraska. This is all they have, and they need it. And sometimes that passion can cause anger as quickly as it can cause happiness. Now, Colorado did put forty-seven k in a fifty-three thousand stadium this weekend. Prime, in his own shrewd move, brings out ninety-eight-year-old Colorado super fan Peggy Coppin. To do the uh, to to do the 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 opening kickoff, 
Aaron, she moved to Boulder in 1940. And now she just got to do a kickoff in the snow in front of 47,000 people. Awesome moment for the weekend. Spring game went great. What's a little weird? Have you seen what's happened since the Colorado spring yeah, the game? transfer is a little bit weird. Yeah, dude. Basically, yeah. every wide receiver transferring, including Montana Lamonius Craig, who was the spring game star, three catches, 154 yards, two touchdowns, and Shadur Sanders – prime son the quarterback was pissed getting on instagram live afterwards and basically calling what he did crooked ways as do you think Aaron? do you think now i'm not really worried about the majority of these trenches i should say that like dion told us at the beginning like he's going to kick people like you know a lot of people are going to yeah. be told to go find their way but they wanted lamonius craig shadur yeah. shadur wouldn't be mad if they didn't do you think lamonius craig used prime right he used the stage balled out in the spring game and then said, I, right, I'm out. I'm going to go find my fortune elsewhere. I think he would have, if he, he would have done it regardless of prime was, there was not the head coach there at Colorado. Like if he wanted out, you know, you obviously use a spring game as an opportunity to get some tape. And then, you know, maybe it wasn't as, you know, you understand like these coaches at these other universities are watching these games or someone at every university, they get these staffs nowadays are, Gigantic. Go back to you know the the picture of Florida yeah. last year with Napier. <laughs> there is someone watching every spring game and saying we need a receiver. So I'm going to watch Colorado and Arizona and Oregon and Ohio State and Michigan. I'm going to kind of see who balled out, who may not be cracking the starting lineup, and then we're going to find a way to somehow reach out to them to see if they're interested. So yes, did he use this as a bigger stage to maybe uh, ex uh, expedite the the process because more people are going to watch then and now? Yes. And there's more news about it. So more people kind of like, oh, look, did you see that guy at Colorado? Instead of, you know, a week from now, uh, a GA from Alabama watching the tape, you know, they heard about it right away and saw it right away. So, yeah, that might have moved up the process for him a week. But if he wanted out of Colorado, this was a great opportunity, regardless if Prime was going to be the head coach or not. I'm a little bit shocked. Like, I just feel like there is a lot of momentum right now for the Buffalo. You probably are getting a decent amount of NIL opportunity because of Prime being there. I think the culture, I'm sure, is pretty darn fun and exciting to be a, to be yeah. around. I, I am a little bit shocked that after a great spring game and obviously the quarterback kind of putting his head out there, like you alluded to, the fact that he probably wants you there, that you're going to leave that kind of situation. So mm, I don't it's been know. It's a, a little um, interesting to me. Maybe I did it's not as, as, Prime. as exciting as, as maybe the, what we think from, from the outside looking in right now. Uh, I did love seeing Prime with the cowboy hat on. That was a great yep. look, uh, but he always does. Uh, other spring game attendance news, Oklahoma at 54,000. I feel like Oklahoma just is trying to convince us so hard that they're happy. Like, look, man, we know you're scared. It's okay to be scared, okay? It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be checked out. You don't have to continually yell at us about how happy you are in your new relationship. The abyss. Uh, they're staring at the abyss. And yes. <laughs> And they are afraid no, what, they might jump. What a What are you talking about? What a abyss. No, 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 no. We're, we're, look, we're, we had a great day on Saturday. Bob Stoops came by, okay? Kyler Murray came by. We unveiled Kyler Murray's uh, uh, Heisman statue, which how about that? I, I, I didn't realize all Heisman winners in Oklahoma get it. They've had seven of them, but listen to this list, okay? We always clown Ohio State quarterbacks for never working out. Is Oklahoma the original Ohio State? It's Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Sam Bradford, Jason White, Billy Sims, Steve Owens, and Billy Vessels. Great God college blessed. players, one and all, but I don't, know, I don't know who any of those people are. Who, 
do we want to say this for later in the week or not, but who are you more confident coming out? Because Alabama's the same way with quarterbacks. We've thought about this. Who are you more confident coming out of college to the NFL? Kyler, Baker, or Bryce Young? Uh, who was I most are confident we, in? Because are we coming into the same trap? Why I keep arguing why short quarterbacks don't have a lot of success in the NFL. Are we getting into the same trap of those other two? Like We were all high on Kyler. We were all yeah. high on Baker. We I was very high, high on Bryce. On yeah, like, I think that I what think, is the I real difference? Baker is the What's the difference? Sin, and that is because, and I think one, um, you can make the argument that Baker was better than Bryce Young in college, and but yep. yep, but Bryce is more athletic and is probably Smarter, better, late, right? Yeah, better in late game situation. Baker is a better arm, is. though. Baker is a Big ass arm. He can launch it. Yeah, but I don't give a fuck about arm as much as I do brains, right? Like, isn't that where Bryce Young's like intangibles and brains? Isn't that where he's supposed to kind of be? I think Bryce's overall feel is where he excels. Like his Hmm. just spatial awareness on the field and and having that sixth sense to move and create. You know that that's where he excels. Okay, uh, who do you feel better? Who do you feel better? But what makes him different than Kyler then? Who? Work ethic? I guess work ethic. I mean, yeah, bro. What Smarter are you talking about? And, Kyler, and, and probably 10% yeah. less athletic. Kyler has the freaking homework clause. Like, what are we talking so is he, about? Is he the better? Are we, are we trying to convince ourselves that he's the better version of Kyler and Baker? I, I would bet on uh, – it's whatever. Yes. I, I, I would still bet on Bryce Young to be good in the NFL. I do think that. I do think he'll be good. I think injuries might fuck him up like Tua style, but I don't think he's going to kind of fuck up on his own. Like maybe even even though Baker was really good at first, he just fell off out of nowhere. Yeah, but I don't um, think it was like a character issue that fell off for Baker. Baker really cleaned his act up in the NFL. No, 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 no. I never said character issue. It's just weird. I don't know. No, exactly I know. I'm, how saying. I'm trying to play hurt. Uh, I don't it's, either. It's I'm, I'm still shocked Baker didn't continue his success. You know what's crazy? All these Oklahoma play, uh, Heisman winners get statues. We were a Joe Burrow away from Jalen Hurts having a statue outside of Norman. How crazy would that have been? Um, all right, other numbers here. Georgia, 54,000. How about Shane Beamer, 51,000? The South Carolina workout. Beams, a couple top 10 wins in a row. Thing, what, else, what, else, what else are you going to do in South Carolina? Uh, that's you're, they're like beaches and stuff. South Carolina seems I awesome. The beach. Um, there's a uh, the beach yet, though. I I I think you're just being very disrespectful of any literally any place that is not Atlanta. <laughs> um, the cult of no, Gabo remains strong. Fifty k. They love football in South Carolina. There's nothing wrong with that. I love they are they are some of the most loyal, passionate fans out there for a team that is. And I'm not being salty because I was one three against South Carolina for a team that's oh, never wow. been like elite elite. Like they are. I'm giving him props here. Like they are. They may be some of the most loyal fans out there. Okay, look, finally, we have to talk about um, the elephant in the room, um, which are my boobs at the screen. <laughs> look, nobody wants to see their insecurities, their, you know, what they're most ashamed of just laid bare in front of the public. So I host a radio show here with Jacob Hester. I host this show with Aaron Murray. And they're both working the game. Jacob's doing LSU radio. Andrew, and I'm like, oh my God, after the game, we should all get a picture on the field, right? What a great pick. And then I, I was thinking, oh, I'm so much bigger than these guys. I want to assert my physical dominance. I'll get in the middle. And this was 
where the decision started to go wrong. I guess it really went wrong when I wear a slightly too tight white shirt in that morning. And um, well, as you can uh, see here, I was trying to plug in quarterbacks and trans- <laughs> you might have to do uh, now. I don't, yeah. The, oh there God, there go. it is. There it is. Does so, this not make? Does this not make the the combine picture you lying to us about that combine picture even even harder to digest now? Okay, okay, okay. These are obviously not the Kool Aid tits. Okay, this is look. I it was like here's the And T Bob, please take this as kindly as possible. Oh God, that's such an awful setup for a comment. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> the tits are absurd enough that we don't have to bring up the obviously fake picture. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, can we pull? Can you pull up the picture, Brum, real quick? I'm not, that? Like, I, tell I me almost don't how do this it. is not look how this is not up T Bob's case. That was not him in this picture. Look at how incredibly just boob these these things are. I mean, I think the vertical sun wasn't helping my case because it's giving it a real round, like bust hey. type of feel there on the side, the shade. And, and why are my nipples so incredibly clearly defined? Why are they so puffy here? I don't know. The bottom line is, okay. Okay. What <laughs> nothing that matters. Okay. Nothing that has happened up to today matters. It's all about, I always say this on my sports shows, right? What defines you is not the adversity you are met with. It's how you respond to the adversity, okay? And I have seen my tits laid clear out in front of my face, and we're going to fix this. We are going to fix these tits, not with surgery, but we're going to do it the old way, okay, with hard work. Here in a couple of months, we're going to do a titty recheck. I'll put the same shirt on, (laughs) same pose, and we'll see if it's it's gotten any better in the interim. Best, best, best uh, chat. A barge. Hey, now watch it. Some of us are watching this at work. (laughs) Try not to get too turned on. I mean, honestly, if you didn't know they belong to me and you were like just zoomed in on the nipple portion, I could see the potential for getting turned on. Kind of like when you look at Dan Lanning's tattoo and you're like, (laughs) oh man, look at his wife's cleavage. But then you're like, oh man, I'm just looking at Dan Lanning's pasty love handle. Uh, Look, I save this for the end of the pod because I know this makes no sense if you're just listening in person. Just know it's a very awful picture of me um, with the most man booby looking boobs I've ever seen in my entire life just clearly on display here. And and I did it. Look, you know, sometimes as big guys, we lose a little weight. Like for years, I only uh, go ahead. Our next in-person picture will be SEC Media Days, which is in July. Yep. So you have two months to two months. Uh, to get right before that picture. So that's the goal. By two months. Two months. Two months. Two months. Um, the next picture. We'll both wear look, white. For ye- okay, so that's the thing. For years, I only wore black, right? Because black is mm. simming. You lose a little weight. You're feeling a little overconfident. And next thing you know, you get the white T-shirt out. And I kind of knew it. I'm like, is this, this a little too tight? I think it is, but... Mm. It kind of looks good from some angles. I'm going to roll with it. And um, well, I stumbled into disaster. But I, I love the analogy that Jake made this morning where I actually was getting a lot of compliments. I haven't seen a bunch of people have ever like, oh, man, you look great. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. But like in a classic lineman, I don't care if you win your rep 49 times. If you lose one rep and you give up the sack force fumble, you're the asshole and you suck and you had a bad day. Okay. So we're going to look in the mirror. We're going to get better. We're going to fix these tits, fellas. Okay. And y'all are all going to be here 
with this journey with us right here on snaps. Aaron's going to help me out. He's going to send me some stuff about being a little granola boy. I don't know if I want to count macros and stuff like that, but we're going to figure it out. Okay. Uh, just get a bra, dude. Says Darth Jade is no shame. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not transitioning. Um, uh, CJ says, uh, this is not that show. He says, bro, after the snip, you won't need those milkers. Might as well get them removed. I'm not going to get surgery in my tits. Um, no, we are, we are going, <laughs> don't hold that new baby without a shirt, says Hey Barge. Yeah, yeah, I know. Look, guys, look, it hurt, okay? It's a, it's a bad look. It's a bad look. But again, it's all about what we do next. One snap and clear. One picture and clear. Mm. And we're going to mm -mm. fix this by July, by SEC Media Day. So get ready for it. All right, Aaron, you have a show to do. So yeah. I'm going to let you go. We have a huge week planned here on Snap, so it's going to be a ton of fun. So much football to break down. Huge thank you to uh, Ryan Brumley, Paul Farrington, Pat Gunner, Adam Gracia, Danny Cardenas. Um, a huge thank you to Con Cowher, the entire volume team, for having us here. A huge thank you mostly to everybody who listens, hang out with us. Um, it just, I mean, it's a favorite part of our day, okay? And the only reason we're able to do it is because y'all like to be here with us. And so we are very thankful for that. So, you know, hit the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel, rate and review it wherever you listen to pods. We love you. Thank you, Aaron. You have a great day. You as well, Brum. And uh, we will see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Snap. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.